stand. Let's stand and worship today.
therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give a round of applause and shout to the Lord. Come on. Let's worship him. Woo! King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, praise you today, Father, and knowing, Lord, that one day every person will not bow to you, God. Above, your name is above all names, Lord, and we thank you, Father, for your presence here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us, God. Thank you, Lord, for everything in our lives, God. Thank you for this blessed season. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. This morning, we're going to finish up on our Merry Christmas series. There it is. Why was Jesus born? All right. We're going to talk about that this morning. I do know why in the grand scheme of things, but we're going to hit on a lot of scriptures today that talk about uh, a lot of different reasons why Jesus was born, why he was sent to us here on earth. And again, all of these are found in the word of God. So I may fly through these kind of quick today. So if you want to take a picture of the screen or you want to take just notes on the scripture, I'm not going to probably wait for you to turn. Sorry, just rolling a little different today. So let's turn to John chapter 3, as I tell you to turn there now. A lot of them in John and Luke. John chapter 3, verse 17. Again, several different reasons this morning of why Jesus was born. Hello, beautiful. Who said hi back to me? I was talking to Sarah. <laughs> Make it awkward. <laughs> All right. John 3.17. Be reading out of the NIV this morning. Uh, the first thing. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Why was Jesus born? Again, his own words in Luke 19.10, also to seek and save the lost. That's one of the reasons he came. One of the reasons he was born was to seek and save the lost. His heart was not to condemn people, but to bring salvation to all who believed in him and all who would receive him. And he left heaven, he came to earth to seek and save the lost. The lost as in Rick Hayes, the lost as in Kobe Ivey. The lost as in Bear Gregory. He came to seek and save me and you. That's why he came. Another reason, 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Why was he born? That we might live through him. He sent Jesus from heaven to earth where he died for our sins. He rose again from the dead to enable us to move from death to life in him. From eternal condemnation in hell to eternal life in heaven. That's what we're talking about here. We get to live in him and spend eternity in him and not condemned to hell. All those that will turn to God in repentance and have faith in Jesus. And Jesus promised, because I live, you will also live. Delivered us from the fear of death, all who repent and believe in him. And he has granted us eternal life in his presence. 
What better place to be? We get a glimpse of it as we worship and we lift up his name in here, but heaven's going to be a whole different ballgame. To be in his presence, his glorious presence. Acts 3.26, another reason. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. God sent Jesus into the world also to bless you, to bless me. He's not a vindictive, he's not a hostile God. He wants to bless you. He loves you. His heart is for you. Understand that this morning. And he does that through Jesus, and Jesus helps us turn from our wicked ways. How many of you guys were a wicked person at one time? If you need help remembering, I'll point it out, okay? Heaven is a place of absolute 100% holiness. It's pure, it's perfection, and there will be no wickedness there. So by accepting him, he helps us turn from our wicked ways and accepting his ways, and we get to participate in holiness, right? Being set apart by being different. And he turns us from these iniquities and these wicked ways in our lives while we're here on earth. He helps us do that. Now, when you, you believe on Jesus and he's part of your life, now you aren't the same. I want to clear that up too. You're not the same person. You don't walk in here cussing every third word and being mean to people and, and just being wicked and all that. And you come to the altar or wherever you're at and you pray, you believe on Jesus and who he is, you don't stay the same. It's a complete surrender of your will. We did those things out of our will, what we wanted to do, how selfish we wanted to be, and we change and surrender our life to him and his will for our lives. And our life now glorifies him. And we do our best to do that every day, okay? Turning from our wicked ways, another reason he was born. Here's another one, Luke 4, 43. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Why was he born? To preach the good news of God's kingdom. Why are we here? To preach the good news of God's kingdom. All of us. In teaching us how to pray, Jesus said this, Our Father in heaven, thy kingdom come. Okay? So when I pray the Lord's Prayer and come to this portion about God's kingdom... I like to sometimes in scriptures insert myself in here, okay? So Lord, rule and reign in my heart, in my home, in my family, in our church, in our nation, please. John the Baptist's first message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus' first recorded message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And while we're here on this earth, we are serving the one who has received from God the Father all authority in heaven and on earth. And through Jesus, we're praying to the Father, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come here on earth. And it came through Jesus. Luke 4, 18, 19. I told you I was going to go quick. Luke 4, 18, 19, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's a lot right there. The spirit of the Lord is on me. 
He was sent from heaven to earth by God the Father to proclaim the good news to the poor. Who's the poor? I am. Don't think about earthly things and stuff like that. Without Jesus, I'm poor. With Jesus, I'm rich. That's it. Without him, I was spiritually bankrupt. But then I heard about Jesus. I embraced the gospel of Jesus. And he was sent to bring good news to us, to our ears, to our hearts. He was also sent to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. How many were imprisoned at one time? Not really physically. I know we have some. I'm talking about you're just in prison with your sin and th- different things in your life oppressed. Yes, we're there. We were there. He sets us free from that. We were in prison and held captive by our sins and all the foul habits resulting from our sinful nature. But Jesus was sent to save us and bring us freedom from those things. Thank God that he sent Jesus. That I don't have to to be oppressed and tied up and in bondage from the sins of my life. I've been free in Jesus' name. Been free. He was sent to the earth to bring recovery of the sight to the blind. Now this is true spiritually. We were blind before we came to know Jesus. And, but the word of God breaks through to us and we turn to Jesus in faith and repentance. It's also true physically. Okay, While on earth, Jesus healed the blind, the deaf, the lame, and those afflicted with all kinds of illnesses. And he still heals today. I've told you how hard that is for me to say that now, but he still heals today. I believe it. His will be done. Okay? He still heals today. You know why he still heals today? Because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changed. Okay? I was talking with a pastor, and I shared this on Wednesday night, talking with a pastor friend this past week, and we talked about, you know, I kind of, I'm stirred up for 2023 about signs and wonders and miracles and healings and salvations, and God just, the Holy Spirit doing a big thing in our church. I'm, I'm believing for that. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I feel in my spirit that God's dropping into me. And, and I was talking with this pastor friend, and they follow a couple of prophets, and they're saying the same thing, that 2023 in prophecy, if you believe in that, you should believe in that. It's part of the Bible. That 2023 will see the most souls saved ever in the United States. Ever. And I'm believing for that as well. And I'm believing for, again, our 2023 theme, if you weren't here at the business meeting last week um, or Wednesday night, is revive us again. Okay, revive us again. We've been through some things as a church. I'm praying that the Lord revives us again and brings revival into our hearts, into our lives, into our church, and that we see these things happening. Um, We talked, me and the pastor friend talked about that Jesus left, the same, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in me and you, right? And the Holy Spirit was left to us to do even greater things than Jesus had done, right? And we both said, why aren't we seeing it? Because it's available to us, why aren't we seeing it? There's probably a lot of things that go into that. But I I believe that we are not walking in the spiritual authority that God has placed inside of us through the Holy Spirit. Plain and simple. We're just not walking in it. 
It's available. We're not sacrificing, maybe, or completely surrendering to what God wants to do through us, including myself. Okay? When we lay hands on the sick, we should see them healed. When people come into the church building, the word of God should penetrate their hearts and we should be prayed up before the service and believing for God to do big things that when people come in that don't know the Lord, they will give their heart to him that day. So strong and powerful and convicting on them that they won't want to leave the place until they see change. Okay? I'm believing this for our church in 2023 and beyond. There's a deeper level that God wants to take us to. Do you want to go? That's an individual thing for all of us in here. Do you want to go? Do you want what's available to us? Okay? He saved people from their sins over 2,000 years ago, and he's still saving them from them today. And he'll continue to do it until he comes back to get us again. Also, he was sent to set the oppressed free. This is a big one here. He was sent to free us from all kinds of oppression in life. Stress, there's pressures, there's afflictions, um, there's tragedies, there's calamities, there's different things that come into our life that can oppress us. Jesus was sent to free us from that. He was sent to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The favor of God can be on your life today. His blessings are not just for the ancient Bible heroes. They're not for those that are already in heaven. Just for those that are already in heaven. They can be yours today in Jesus. Paul says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. I can receive God's favor. I can receive his blessings because no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. They are yes. And amen. In the word of God. Another one, Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's kind of a surprising reason why Jesus came. And again, this is his own words, was to serve, to give. How many of you, oh, I want, can I avoid doing a whole sermon without being hungry? No, I no. I've told you guys since I started, I would love for every single person here to be plugged in and serving in our church. Jesus served. Who are we to be any different? We should have the same heart. Use me wherever you want to use me, Lord. The giftings you've placed inside me, show me, and then, get a, and then I'm going to get a hold of Rick or Justine or somebody and tell them to plug me in. It should be 100%. 100%. Serve, serve, serve. Because that's what Jesus did. He washed feet. He gave his life. The King of Kings, again, the Lord of Lords, came from heaven to earth to serve. The King of Kings came to serve. And if Jesus came to do that, if he left heaven to serve us in this life and his death and his resurrection, how much more should we humble ourselves and do the same thing? We have opportunities throughout our day to serve and help and be there for people in ways that are simple. You know, another thing I love us to do for the rest of our lives, starting right now, is encourage one person every day. How long does that take? 
I mean, if we could be intentional about maybe setting a second alarm on our phone that says, encourage, and just send something to somebody every single day of our lives. Maybe it's just somebody in your household, but just encourage every day. Boy, that would make us a, a lot better atmosphere in our world if we're just encouraging each other. John 30, uh, 6, 38, another couple reasons here. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And John 12, 49, for I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Again, why was Jesus born? To do the Father's will and to speak the Father's words. That's why he was here. He said, I do nothing of myself. He was committed to submitting his own will to that of God the Father. So should we. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even count in my head how many times I don't do God's will in my life. I know what it is. I know what I'm supposed to be doing in obedience, but I choose not to do it. I know I'm not the only one in this room that sometimes fails at that. He stirs you up. He puts something on your heart, and you don't do it for whatever reason, laziness, pride, whatever it is. We just don't do it. But he came to be about the Father's will, to speak the Father's words. He said, our Father which art in heaven, whose will be done? His will be done. Thy will be done. And we should determine also in ourselves that our speech, I'm going to throw something out here. Who has a problem with the potty mouth in here? Nobody wants to admit it. There's some. God can help you with that. I've told you guys my testimony in that, that I used to cuss every third or fourth word. Mom and dad, if you didn't know that, you do now. Because I could turn it off at home. <laughs> Amazing, wasn't it? But it, my vocabulary was, I actually sounded ignorant. Every third or fourth word was a vulgar word coming out of my mouth. And that's something else I surrendered to the Lord. Help me clean up my speech. And guess what? Now it's just every fourth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he cleaned it up. I don't say him anymore. Gave it to him and he took it from me. Our words, our conversations, um, our actions are all going to reflect the words in the heart of God throughout our life as we submit to him. So that really, you know, how do you clean that up? You get in this. You get in your word. And these things are going to come out of you. And your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside you is going to check you before you say something that you know you shouldn't say. When somebody makes you mad, a referee blows a call. I was at the ball game last night, so. I get to hear all kinds of things when you sit in the front row. Love you guys. <laughs> Read your word on a regular basis. So we are familiar with the thoughts of God, okay? And we can share those in our everyday speech with people. Another thing, John 17, 18, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. In John 20, 21, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. In Acts 1, 1, Luke looks back on all that Jesus began to do and teach. He was sent to do all of these things that we've mentioned today. There's even more. But now, today, in the age of Orchardville Church right now, he has commissioned us to do the same thing. To go and do the work of the Lord. The same things Jesus was doing here, he has commissioned us to do them well. We are Christ's ambassadors. We are ambassadors for him on the earth. 
We are to be going, we are to be sharing, we are to be winning people to Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit within us. Now, if I was to take a poll, here's another goal. I'm, I'm doing all kinds of goals. I'm going to have to go back and look at these and write them down. I want everybody to serve in the church somewhere, help out somewhere. I'd also like everybody to win one person to the Lord in 2023. Amen. That's our main purpose here. One, one person. If each one of us reached one, that would change some things. In your life, and that person's life, each one of us reach one person in 2023. One. It could take some time. It could take some time to build up a relationship that somebody, with somebody that doesn't know the Lord, but build it. And then when the opportunity presents itself, share the gospel. One person. We're not going to keep a tally. Just remember that in your head. Win one person to the Lord this year. He's sending us. We have the pri- it's a privilege to minister the gospel of Jesus. It is. We get to share about his love with other people. Um, we have, as I've went over these things, we have so many privileges to do what Jesus did. Why was Jesus born? We just covered a lot of different things real quick. But again, we have the privilege now to do the same thing. I have the privilege to seek out the lost and tell them about Jesus. Not to just go about my day, oh, I'm so busy and all this and all that. I have a privilege every day to seek and save the lost through Jesus. I have that privilege with people I work with. Hopefully they're all saved. You know, the ones I work with here at the church. <laughs> but as I'm out and about, I get to see other people. So, I have the privilege to lead lost sinners from death to life. That's amazing. If you've ever led somebody to the Lord, it's one of the best feelings in the world to see somebody surrender and to see them, the, the look on their face change and start to reflect the love of Christ. It's amazing to see that transformation that happens in people. I have the privilege to do that, to help people go from death to life with the power of Christ. I have the privilege to be a messenger to the world and let them know that Jesus wants to bless your life with his love. I have the privilege to exhort people to turn from wickedness to a pure, holy Savior who loves them. I have a privilege to do that. I have the privilege to tell them about the kingdom of God and that there is a living, almighty God who rules this earth and this entire universe. I get to tell people about that. You get to tell people about that. I get to proclaim the good news of the gospel to the poor and the rich and all in between. I get to share the gospel of Jesus. It's a privilege. And I love this. I get to minister the freedom Christ brings to those that are imprisoned by sin or addictions or hurts or whatever it is. I get to watch them walk in freedom because of Jesus. I get to share with somebody that's been struggling for years with something, you can be free in Jesus' name. And I get to watch them walk in that new freedom. They're sitting all over in here. People that come to the realization that Jesus loves them, that he died for them, that he rose again and now he sits in heaven with God. I get the privilege to tell people that whatever you're facing is not bigger than him. And he can free you from those things. I get the privilege of bringing Christ's divine healing to people. 
And again, we should see this a lot more often. I get the, we get the privilege to pray in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit for people to be healed. I long for the day. This is what I'm hungry for. When somebody comes in with crutches or a wheelchair or whatever and they walk out without them. Some of you guys would probably pass out. I want us to walk in that as a church. I want us to believe in that when we pray for people. There's something too, you know, I've heard this over years, people praying for people to be healed, but they really don't believe. I prefer you keep your hands off of people. That's just me. If you don't have that belief and 100% faith that God can heal them, please keep your hands off. Just my opinion, okay? I get the privilege to deliver the gospel message that in Christ we may be set free from every oppression. There's so much of that's going on in people's minds, depression, oppression, that we can be free from those things. I get the privilege to tell hopeless people of God's desire to show show them his favor. And I get the privilege to live as Jesus did on the earth. I get to serve and I get to give. I will never be a pastor that doesn't want to be in the thick of it with you. I want to help. I want to serve. I want to be alongside of you guys. I'm not up here because, ooh, I'm a pastor and you guys bow down. I'll never be about that. I'd rather preach from right down here. Whatever you're going through, I want to go through it with you. Whatever we're building, I want to build with you. Whenever you're hurting, I'm going to hurt with you. Whenever you're rejoicing, I'm going to rejoice with you. Speaking of building, if you weren't here last Sunday, we're, we're going to bring something to the church to get voted on about building eastward in the spring. A fellowship hall and gymnasium and a new kitchen. Ground level. It's exciting to be moving forward, to be anticipating great things. Not just maintaining, but building and having enthusiasm about what we're doing, excitement about it. Again, I get the privilege to do the Father's will daily. Thy will be done and to speak his words to this world as an ambassador of Christ. We get to do that each day. If our praise team would come back up. I encourage you guys. You know what? Pastoring's difficult. It's hard. It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. You want, you want people to embrace their faith and walk in it and walk in the power and authority. You want that so bad for people it hurts, especially when they don't want it back. And it's difficult um, when you pastor because there's problems and things to deal with. That's part of it. But I I want everybody that comes into Orchardville Church to be in love with Jesus. So in love that they'll do anything for him. So in love that they'll worship with hearts abandoned and and unhindered in their worship that they'll just give it all to God. I I mean, this place is exciting to come into. If it's your first time, you know that when you come in. But there's more. I want us to dance in the Lord and be free in that. And some of you are like, ain't no way this guy's dancing or this girl's dancing. We can dance for the Lord in our worship. David did it. We're not going to dress like he did, but we, we, a new freedom in this house to worship and to praise and not worry about what you look like or what you sound like, just to let it out 
every time we come together. And again, one of the reasons we come together is to encourage each other. What better way to encourage someone is through your worship. You know, as I stand up here every Sunday, you guys have known what we've been through. I still lift my hands. I still do my best to surrender to the Lord during worship because he is good and he is God. And I'm telling you, if I can still lift my hands, even when I'm really not feeling it, but I'm submitting to him and surrendering to him, you can do it too. You can just let your heart cry out to him no matter what it is. I'm going to read something from Martin Luther. It says, many of us would say I would have been there at the manger. I would have helped baby Jesus. I would have given him a place to be born. I would have brought him gifts. It's easy to say that now because we know how great a day that is that we'll soon be celebrating. It's the Christmas season. We all love Jesus right now. But honestly, if we had been there at that time, we wouldn't have been any better than the people of Bethlehem. Shame on us. Why aren't we doing these things now if we love him so much? Do we have the love of Christ flowing out of us right now for our neighbors? Those we know and don't know? We ought to be serving him with everything within us. Because whatever we are doing or not doing for our neighbor, we are doing it to Jesus himself. Jesus did not come. He wasn't born to create a holiday. He was born to die for sinners. And we think about sweet baby Jesus in the manger and all this, but he was, he was born to die. To die for sinners. To die for us. And sin has to be dealt with because it'll either, it'll either destroy those who are practicing it or the ones who are allowing it. We need to let people know that there's an answer in Jesus. He died for our sins. And everything we do in this life, everything we say, everything, every action that we have, we're representing him as believers. So we've heard a lot of different reasons this morning on why Jesus was born, why he came. But my question to you this morning is, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with these things that he was born for? What are you doing with them? Just stand this morning. I'm challenging myself too this morning with these things that, you know, as we look at all the different reasons why he was born, why he came, am I walking in those things right now? Am I doing everything within me to stay close to him, to surrender things in my life? Am I taking my walk seriously with him? Or is it on again, off again? So this morning, I'm just, again, just challenging, what are you doing with some of the things we covered this morning? What are you doing with it? Is there some areas that you need the Holy Spirit to strengthen you in? You need to turn those over to him. Are you here this morning and you don't know the Lord? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling I've been really uh, forward, bold, blunt with this with people now. I want you to be saved. I do. Uh, with what happened with Jackson, and I know he's there in heaven. I want that for people. I want you to be there too. And I'm being really forward with a lot of people and our family and my friends and just, are you saved? I want to know that you're saved. Because my son's waiting on you. Jesus is waiting on you. Other people in your family are waiting on you. Believe on Jesus this morning. If you're in here and you don't know him, you have an opportunity to come this morning and believe in Jesus and believe in your heart he is who he says he is. 
we'll be up here to pray with you. Our deacons will be up here. Again, if you need strength in one of these areas that we talked about, you need to be saved. You need to come back to him this morning. You need to rededicate your life. Let's do that today. Let's not leave without doing that. If you need healing in your body, let's pray and believe you'll be healed this morning. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we come to you and we thank you. We thank you that you were born. As we celebrate this season, you were born to die. You were born for sinners. Father, you gave your life. You were beaten. You were bloodied. You were bruised. You were spit upon. Your beard was plucked from your face. Your crown of thorns upon your head. You were nailed to a cross for each one of us in this world. You loved us that much. And God, right now in this time of worship and prayer, Father, through your Holy Spirit drawing people, let them come, Lord. Let them come to you. Those that are oppressed, depressed, those that are battling addiction, whatever it is right now, Father, let them come to you and find everything they need in you, God. We praise you and we thank you for the gift of Jesus and we thank you for the salvation that's found in only him. And we ask right now that hearts respond to you in Jesus' name, amen. In the darkness we were waiting without hope, without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt 
slow fade for you and now you found yourself just kind of cold towards the things of God you're still coming you're still here you may even still be serving but your heart's not in it because he doesn't have it right now there's some of you that need to rededicate your life to him this morning and let him ignite that passion and that fire back in you today before you leave here and it's all it's just it's a surrender I'm not making you come up. You have to decide in your heart, I'm going to surrender again because I've drifted. I've faded away from where God wants me to be. And it scares me. It scares me. I'm just going to give a couple minutes if that's you this morning. You've walked away from the Lord, but you want to come running back to him now. I'm telling you, he's, he's waiting with arms wide open this morning. If that's you, as we continue to sing just a little bit more. Please, please rededicate, surrender back to him. He doesn't want you to walk around feeling like you're feeling right now. Rededicate your life to him this morning. Give it back to him. Lay it down. Let's continue singing.
dedications and the power of his Holy Spirit. What he's done, what he's doing. Yes, Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We worship you. We bow down, Lord. Sing it out together, church.
Let's just press in and worship, press in and worship. Let him touch hearts. Let him heal in this place. Sing it out. for your presence we don't take it for granted God when your Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is moving moving on people's lives and hearts we thank you for that Lord praise you Jesus break our hearts Father is shifting things in our church. He's shifting things in our hearts. There's going to be some that dive in with everything they have for what God has for us. There's going to be some that maybe sit back and watch. I encourage you not to do that. I encourage you to study this for yourself, to let God show himself just how real he is to you. power of God is sometimes so strong that you can't stand in the midst of it. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your love that overwhelms us, God. Lord, as we worship and we praise you, Father, we want to show our appreciation for what you've done in our lives, how you've been faithful. God, even in the midst of trials and struggles, you carried us 
And Lord, down the road when we look back, we see that it was you. It was you. The only explanation for getting through some things is, is God. Is God and his son Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And we thank you for that. That you never leave us. That you never forsake us. And God, I'm, I'm, I'm challenged by you as we go into 2023. I'm challenged to dive deeper into the things of you, Father, to hear you, to discern where you'd want us to go as a church, Father, what you want your Holy Spirit to do in this place. And God, I know you're looking for people to join, to join your army in a new and powerful and mighty way, to do spiritual warfare against the things that the enemy is trying to take us out with. And Father, I pray for a a strong unity. Father, we have it, we're healthy, but we want your power and your anointing and your Holy Spirit to flow through us as a church body like never before. Lord, we want to see signs and wonders and miracles and healings and salvations. We want to see things, Father, that, that we can't even fathom right now in our mind. And Father, I know by your power, you will blow us away with your goodness and your, your love, Father, and your power. We praise you and we thank you for that and what you're going to do, Father, what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Please, be, please, please, don't be swayed by the world and what they have to offer you. Dive into what God has for your life and his will for your life. Walk in it. It changes you. He changes you. Love you guys. You're not dismissed. You're sent. We worship the God who is.